for tuning in to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Allie. And it definitely shouldn't have taken us this long to record this intro, so grab a snack and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. Woohoo! Hey. Um, per usual, we're experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mess. I feel like there's going to just be one one week, maybe 30 episodes deep, where we won't have these issues. But for right yeah. now, we're still working through the kinks. Here's to hoping because at this point, I this is just part of the routine now. So if it doesn't happen, it's going to be like, did we even really start the podcast? Did we even try our best to really make this successful? Because right now, no one can see this, but right now, Allie's camera is frozen. I'm so cute. I can't even... Honestly, I can't even look at myself. So I might just turn my camera off and restart it. Um, maybe that will help. And now it just says Allie. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, there I am. There we go. Perfect. Back. You sound fantastic and you look Thank fantastic. You. Um, old UCF alumni shirt that has holes in the armpits. Yeah, it's cute. Okay. I'm wearing my old high school track shirt on it and it says do madre on the back. Oh, can you see the holes in my armpit? I can see the whole alley. It's basically my whole hand in there. It's basically not even a shirt at this point. I just need to make it into a tank top. Yeah, crop top. Crop top season. Yes. Um, so if you're listening, we are officially in episode three of my not-so-balanced life, which is super exciting. I can't believe we're already almost a month into this process and have somehow managed to work through these issues every single week. But we're here. Another one. Um, One thing that we kind of wanted to introduce into our little episodes is what we are affectionately referring to as the Quibble Corner. Allie, explain what the Quibble Corner is. So the Quibble Corner is... Um, where we're going to take a few minutes to address any clarifications that we need to from the previous episode, Um, any errors that we said, or anything that we just need to rectify in this episode. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, we're going to use the Quibble Corner for that reason. And it's just kind of a way to poke fun, I guess, at ourselves because we are literally gonna make mistakes in every episode yeah, so we're if, not perfect. if we do yeah we're not perfect shocker um if we do make a mistake or we mispronounce something or we say something that's totally wrong you can dm us and let us know politely or i will delete your message like it never happened <laughs> um and let us know if we said something wrong yeah and we've we've had some feedback from a listener and one of our pioneers and support in this podcast has already chimed in saying we fucked up. So what was the comment that you heard, Allie? So this is from two episodes ago, um, from episode one, where I talked about how Brian, who was the person who uh, reached out to, well, to me, <laughs> and said, 
I didn't call you baby duck because your uncle calls you duck junior. I called you that before. And I'm just like, well, dang. Okay. Sorry. Slap yeah. the whip on that one. Brian, we have fixed the issue. So everybody knows Brian calls him baby duck out of his own want, not because someone else calls me duck junior. Mm. That's it. That's the only quibble I have from this uh, side of the mic. What about you, Nat? Do you have anything? I don't have any quibbles. Um, I'm sure they will come up because we're very average girls. <laughs> we're, we're working through the logistics of everything and we're trying to get our shit together with this. So they will happen, but feel free to reach out. It is a judgment-free zone as long as um, you're nice. Yeah, as long as you're nice, then we might get a little judgy with the comment. But nobody likes a meanie, and then you'll be blocked forever from everything that we do. Yeah, because meanies are weenies. So and you can hit the road. Yeah. So speaking of Brian, in continuation of our little conversation that we had last week about L-O-V-E, tell me a little bit more about your man. Obviously, he's very receptive to giving an opinion. And obviously you're very happy with your relationship, but where did it all begin, Allie? Tell me a little bit about it. Oh God. Um, so we've been dating for, it'll be five years in April. That's crazy. And I met him through a friend. I was actually talking to someone else and my Ooh. friend <laughs> was, <laughs> this person will not be named. Um, and, but my friend who was the manager of the UCF club volleyball team, she was at Applebee's cause they were having a tournament and she messaged me or texted me and said, Hey, can you please come to Applebee's because I'm the only girl here and I just, I really need someone else to balance out this testosterone. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's fine. But I was like, just so you know, I'm really ugly today. Oh my God. I look straight up homeless. And she's like, it's fine. I already showed everybody your picture on Facebook, like your profile pictures. Everyone's so excited to meet you. And I'm just like, what? I look nothing like my profile pictures because I have, <laughs> I have almost no makeup on, basically just mascara. I have my hair in a bun. I'm wearing a grandma cardigan and like the baggiest jeans I own. See, I'm just like, this is thing. not going to be good. That's the funny thing. Your version of like homeless is very different from my version of homeless because to me, that's still like together. (laughs) My version is I don't wear any makeup. I have a scrub hairdo. I mean, I'm I'm thankful that my hair was long, so I could have just like let it down. And thankfully, my hair is cooperative usually. But I showed up and I – there were so many guys that I could, I could barely find my friend. I'm like, where is she in this sea of men? Um, I found her and she got me a glass of wine because she's so nice. And uh, all the guys just kind of swarmed, kind of like uh, bees, if you will. Or as Brian likes to refer to them as wolves. Oh, So they all came over and they were all like, okay, so we're going to introduce ourselves. I hope you remember. And I'm just 
out front. I was like, I'm not going to remember any of your names. So why even bother with this conversation? Right but they there. introduced themselves. And the only person I kind of knew um, was a friend who lived in my building who wasn't like actually a friend. So I was talking to him um, and kind of flirting and with him and his other friend. And Brian came up behind me and was like, hey, I'm Brian, and interrupted the conversation that I was having with said other individual. And I look over at him just kind of like, how dare you interrupt this conversation? And I'm like, what was your name again? And he was like, Brian. And then he walked away. And then that at that second, I was like, oh my God, you're attractive. Wait, come back. Like, where are you going? Like, hello? So I ruined our first interaction with my attitude problem and they were having a tournament. So the next day I showed up at seven 30 at their tournament and he sat next to me. Like I, I knew what he was doing, right? Like they're the bleachers at UCF on court one there. It's just the whole wall of bleachers. It's very spaced out. Yeah. And there was nobody there except for the UCF team that was warming up. So he just like sat next to me and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say? Like, how am I going to fix this? How is he going to fall in love with me? <laughs> Forget the first date. We just escalated that whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to get married. You have to like, at least know my name. So he has tattoos. <laughs> if you know, Brian, you know, he has like a half sleeve and I was like, oh, hey, cool tattoos. And he's like, thanks. That's it. That was it. I was like, thanks. Hello. Like you obviously have no idea who you're talking to. It's your future wife. And you're just going <laughs> to say thanks. So, and then he walked away and I was like, well, I ruined that one. Um, but later I talked to my friend who had invited me initially to Applebee's and I was like, you need to find everything out. Like oh, how old is, is he smart? Is he dating somebody? Are they going to break up soon so we can date? Um, Allie, that's like, if I didn't know you, first of all, if I didn't know you, I would have questioned literally everything you're saying right now, but I know you and I know (laughs) these are the exact thoughts going through your mind. Yeah. But I think it's hilarious because I think if you had the shows that you watched now in your life then you would realize these thoughts are very joe goldberg yeah yeah um uh the original joel goldberg here i even like literally oh my god i am a psycho um <laughs> i went onto facebook pulled up his like profile picture sent it to my mom and i'm just like mom i'm marrying this man you sent it to your mom <laughs> yeah she was like who is he and i'm like his name is brian and he is gonna be my husband. I don't care. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. Like I'm marrying this guy. And, and kicker, we've only talked for five seconds. Oh yeah. He doesn't even know my last name, mom. But uh, just so you know, this is your future son-in-law. Um, so I talked to my friend. She found out the information. Thankfully, he wasn't dating anybody. He was like 27 or 28 at the time. And um, I was 22, 23. Uh, so he wasn't getting anybody, thank God. And I added him on Facebook. Like, I was like, you know what? Of course I had to clean up my Facebook, you know? Like, still had to keep some pictures with some guy friends to let him know that I'm, like, desirable. Um, and, friend, like, he accepted the friend request. And literally two weeks later, I was walking to my car because I was studying for a chemistry exam. And I was like, oh, God, I left my book in my car. So I ran over there in the ugliest – oh, my God, it's like – 
I feel bad for myself looking back. My hair was in a headband. I had my glasses on. It looked like I got attacked. My hair was just so ratty. A gross t-shirt and some Nike shorts, like the baggy ones, not like the spandex ones, but like the straight up baggy ones. Oh my God. Like with the pockets? Wait. With no, no, no. Like they're like running shorts, but they're like baggy running okay, shorts. Okay, okay. Not so, skinny ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Gotcha. And then I see um, one of the guys that I met at Applebee's and I'm just like, oh, hey, what's up? He might like my chemistry book in hand and he's like hey you know how's it going and I'm like what are you doing here like I know you don't live here and he's like oh we're all gonna go to station which is a college bar well it used to be a college bar over by UCF rest and in I'm peace like, oh bad times at station it makes my stomach <laughs> hurt um and I was like yeah he's like oh the guys are gonna go out we're all going to happy hour you should come and I was like have you seen me right now like it's gonna take me a few like an hour or two to at least pull myself together. And then all the guys are coming down the stairs and I look over and then I see Brian. My heart dropped to my stomach. I almost threw up in my mouth and I'm like, oh my God, I look atrocious. So I literally take my hair out of the ponytail, flip it, judge it. I'm like, this is as close to a Victoria's Secret model as I'm ever going to look. And the guy was like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, Brian, like Brian's coming down the stairs and he is like literally the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my God. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're so, you're so dramatic. And the guys are coming down the stairs and he goes, hey, Brian, come here. <gasps> Hands sweating. I felt like Eminem, like about to just spit my lines, but like nothing spaghetti. was going to come out. Yeah. Mom's spaghetti on my shirt. Yeah. And he comes over and they're like, hey, Allie wants to say something to you. And I'm just like, um, hi, I don't know, like, here. And literally the only thing that could come out was like, you are the most beautiful person I have ever seen. Get the fuck like, out. You did not – his face. You, you did not vocalize that to Brian. Yes, in, I did. In our period. I did. And Brian's like, I would give you a compliment right now, but I don't want it to seem like I'm only giving you one because you gave me one. <gasps> well Shut played. down. I was like, okay ringed up and you don't even you don't even know my last name yet still yeah it's like a true Carrie Underwood song right there um but then they left then they left the station and I was there trying to study for my chemistry exam which didn't happen uh because I ended up just looking at Brian's profile for like four hours oh my god Allie yeah and then he messaged me and he's like I wish you would have come out but I didn't want the wolves, you know, surrounding you as they did the first time. And then, you know, whatever. So basically I pursued Brian and yeah. it worked out. This is like the second time that's ever worked out and that's actually lasted. And here we are today. Five years There's later. more that I could dive into, but let's get into Natalie. Enough about me, Nat. What about you? Tell me about, okay, let's not talk about the first time you met Brandon because I'm sure it's lovely, but let's talk about your first date because first dates are always so awkward you know what I have to say it was probably the most fun date I've ever had in my entire life (laughs) it was it was very oh my in playing it back in my mind it was like a movie like it was raining we had agreed to like go to dinner we went to this place called froggers um and good wings right good wings Amazing fried pickles, amazing mozzarella sticks. Mm -hmm. But I like pulled my car up and it was torrentially downpouring rain. And like I'm walking up with an umbrella and Brandon's like standing outside waiting for me, like 
in the rain while I'm like walking up. And I was like, do you, do you want, do you want my umbrella? He's, and he's just like flabbergasted. I was like, are you okay? And he's like, you look absolutely gorgeous right now. Like I, I can't, even, I can't even like get over how beautiful you look. And I was like, oh, drenched in rain, drenched in rain covered. And so we go in and we have dinner and, you know, we're just like shooting the shit. Like it was honestly one of the most natural first dates that I've ever had because usually, usually those things are just really awkward. Like you don't know how to function. Like you, I think I told, actually it's really funny because we ordered fried pickles and mozzarella sticks because I told Brandon that I absolutely loved them. We had beer, which I love beer. and. That's so I, gross. I, I love beer. I fucking love beer. And I told Brandon as I'm like shoveling a mozzarella stick and fried pickle at the same time down my mouth, I was like, yeah, I'm not a salad girl. Like that's not <laughs> that's not anything that you can expect from me. And he was like, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> like you eat whatever the hell you want. And so if anyone's been to Frogger's before, it's really fun like they have pool there they have darts there and we did everything like I we played a game of pool and I I beat Brandon he does not own that the fact that I won the first game but I did you heard it here first and so then we went and played darts after that and Brandon thought he was like the most suave thing in the entire world like he was kicking my ass in darts, but he's like, listen, he's like, I'm going to do something. And he's like, I'm going to look at you the entire time. I'm going to shoot this dart. and I'm going to look at you the entire time. And I promise you it's going to go and be a bullseye. And damn, if that would never happen again in a million years, it happened that night. Shut up. I swear to God. He literally looked, he looked at me dead ass, looked at me the you know whole what time. that is, Natalie? That's the Holy Spirit. That Jesus was with this dark. <laughs> and I think when he actually made it, I don't know who was more in shock, him or me. <laughs> and he was like, he just started dancing. Fucking, he just started dancing in Froggers. And then at one point, he was like dancing with his pool stick. <laughs> So ridiculous. He, oh I found out God. really quickly that Brandon likes to twerk, and I found out that night. And That's awesome. The pool stick was his his pole dance for a bad for that pool stick for a second. And then we finally were like, "Oh, let's you know, let's go get something sweet to eat or whatever." And he's like, "Okay, cool. We'll go get some ice cream at this place called Brewsters." And he's like, "I'll drive us over there." And um, I was like, "All right, we'll go." And he has this massive massive jeep and he was like yeah we'll hop in my jeep and I'm like I think I need stairs for this thing (laughs) oh my god yeah because Brandon's jeep is so high yeah and it's raised and I'm not like the most like I'm I'm a taunt like a tomboy but like when it comes to hopping in a jeep that high I had no fucking clue what I was doing so I think I like pulled a muscle borderline trying to climb into his jeep but before I got into the jeep he was like wait I got I have something for you what and I was like, what do you mean you have some? He's like, just wait right here. And he goes to the passenger side door to open it for me. But he walks around with this massive bouquet of flowers. And 
I was in a state of shock. So I like, I'm not the kind of person that makes the first move at all. But after I saw the flowers, I was like, uh, I'm kissing you right now. Oh my God. (laughs) So I kissed him. And then we went to Brewster's and I got the most delicious like ice cream of my life. And we just were sharing. He got like this other ice cream and I got one and we just were sharing. And it was just honestly the most genuine first date I've ever had. That's like, awesome. It was, it was incredible. And here we are. Actually, officially one year engaged today. That's so exciting. Yeah. Like if you had told me fried pickles and mozzarella sticks were going to be the icing on the cake in addition to having a great first date with my future husband, I would have never believed anyone, you know, like, it's just, it's a very surreal experience when you meet someone that ends up being the one, which, funny enough, Allie, I read an article recently from Cosmo that the article was titled, Should You Marry Him? And it was, Let me pull it up, too. Yeah, it was 24 signs you're with the man you should marry. Now, I hate articles like this because (laughs) it just, like, makes you dive into your relationship. And obviously, not every relationship is the same. Right. But I'm excited to go through these with you because I'm I'm ready. You're ready. All right, point number one. Nothing about your current relationship gives you anxiety, and your eyeball is already twitching on me, so obviously you have problems with this one. Okay, my thoughts, like, anxiety, it's just, like, annoying, because either, like, you don't care enough in your relationship. I feel like every relationship has some sort of anxiety, and, like, it doesn't have to be, like, just bad anxiety. You could just be anxious for your first date, or you could be anxious for a big date coming up, or you could be anxious for whatever. So either you just don't care about your relationship or your your partner just is so passive that whatever you say goes or doesn't challenge you. Like Brian challenges me all the time. Mm-hmm. Everything, which is great because, you know, like you just, you just need, sometimes need that counter to really put things into perspective. Yeah, I can see that. I also see the opposite side of it, which is, I don't know, with Brandon and I, it's definitely different than my past relationships because I never have to worry about him. Like, I I do worry about him, but it's not something, like, I have to. Like, I I trust him so much in what he does and what he says that I'm just like, okay, like, anytime he's like, hey, I need to go do this, this, and this, I'm like, okay, go, go do it. You're good. You don't – I'll see you later, you know? Like, we just have – we have a deeper level of trust with each other than I ever had in any past relationship because I think in the past, and obviously this would be another segment at some point, but there's something that was, like, sparked with my significant other that would give me a sense of, of fear of doubt. And that kind of sounds like I have, you know – some issues, unresolved issues on my part. But at the same time, like, I think when you're with someone that you love and like when you're with someone that, you know, you're going to spend the rest of your life with, there should never be anything that sparks doubt in your mind. 
So with Brandon, it's, I've never doubted him in terms of what he's doing or what he's saying. It's just a deeper level of trust than I've ever had. I mean, for Brian and I, I mean, there are lots of things that could give me stressors like the ones you're talking about. I mean, Brian works out of town Monday through Friday. I always tell him, I'm like, like you and I could live two totally separate lives Monday through Friday and neither of us would have any idea. Mm-hmm. But that's never crossed my mind. Like I've never been like worried. I'm like, are you with somebody else? Like, are you doing whatever? I'm, and like he never worries about that with me. First of all, I'm too lazy. So like <laughs> it would take too much effort, honestly. I'm just being, like – this it's just too much effort I gotta do my hair every time and that's like you know it's so funny I've told Brandon that before I'm like honestly the idea of looking for another person outside of our relationship the idea of it exhausts me let alone the execution of it because you're living a double life like how do you maintain that you I can't even live the life I'm currently living. Yeah, I like I don't have my shit together now, let alone someone else in the equation. Yeah, yeah. I can barely budget for this life. Let alone let alone a a, a potential second one. For sure. So another one that Cosmo mentioned, which this one I like three hundred percent agree with, but I'll see if you agree with it too. He shares the same values as you. Yes. What number is that? Because you have skipped. I have uh, skipped. You went down to number seven and I was on number two. I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, okay. I didn't think realistically we would get through all okay. 24. <laughs> we only have 11. This isn't 24. So he shares the same values as you. This is so important to me. Um, and in the this bullet point, it goes into you both want kids and expect to split the child – Honestly, I can't even read that sentence. So the child care equally. Okay. My whole thing is I, my parents are both still married Mm -hmm. and I'm sure they've gone through so much together and Brian's parents are still married. Mm -hmm. Now I, that's not something that you talk to your significant other, like on the first date, you're not like, are your parents married? Yes or no. Cause if they aren't, we can't be together. That's not what it is, but it's just so nice to see such a strong family like center for Brian and they're so close that it just that family dynamic mm-hmm. I I can't even describe it it's just so important to me for my significant other so Brian to be as close to his family as I am to mine being an only child I am always talking to my parents to my mom especially and I well I personally want only wanted one one child because I'm an only child. But now that I'm older, sometimes I wish I had a sibling, and that's very rare um, because I enjoy being an only child. But Brian has an older sister, and it is nice to have somebody you can like confide in that mm-hmm. isn't your mom or like a best friend. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, and I, I realized really quickly that we were on the same page with a lot of the deeper things that mattered. Like for me, like I'm, I'm a religious person, but I, I respect all religions. I, you know, I think, yeah, I think for me, it's like more important to believe in something 
rather than, you know, believing in one specific uh, deity or, you know, following one particular faith. And ironically enough, Brandon's on the same page with me about that too, because he grew up, we both grew up in two separate churches and over time our values um, and thoughts about those churches have evolved. And when we get on the topic of kids, we're both in agreement that it's more important for our children at some point to just believe in something and to have that core foundation of faith of course. than to not believe in anything at all. That's how we, we view it. And also like bigger things too, like finances, family time. Oh my gosh, you hit family time. And like for me, that was huge too. Like my family loves spending time with Brandon and he loves spending time with, with them. You know, if you, if your family members can't feel comfortable with your significant other, then that's a red flag. You know, I mean, it's, it speaks to what is it going to be like in the future? You know, when you do have those family gatherings and those um, important holidays that come up, like, how are you going to split your time if you, if they can't get along? Right. I mean, there's some things that like, Brian and I don't necessarily agree on, but we come to a middle point, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to stay over at anybody's house, Mm -hmm. like to do sleepovers or anything. And I think this day and age, sleepovers are becoming kind of hard because it's kind of like a trust thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And now with everything coming to light in, you know, in pop culture with, Mm-hmm. certain things happening. I don't, I find it very hard to say, yeah, you can stay over at so-and-so's house and they have three older brothers and I don't know, you know, what's going on. Um, but all that comes, well, we always agree that we'll talk about things when the time comes mm-hmm. and we're just like going to take it day by day. But as long as the core values are, are the same, um, then I think it's, I think it's a great one that that's number seven is great. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip ahead again because this one's really funny. Because I think for, <laughs> I think for both of us, we're definitely in this spectrum of emotion at times. You can cry in front of him without feeling embarrassed. What number are you on? I'm on sixteen. <laughs> I'm reading them to you. Oh my god! I didn't even know there were more. I thought it stopped at eleven. <laughs> I told you there was twenty-four. Oh, I thought that was a different one. Okay. Anyway, yes to the crying. Brian, sometimes I'm just like, how are you still in a relationship with me? Because I can, I, as much as I am emotionless, um, I am just as emotional. Mm. There's no like in between. I'm either like on one side of the spectrum on Wednesday and then I'm breaking down on Friday. There's never... I'm not, uh, what is it like from uh, 10 Things I Hate About You? She's like, you can be underwhelmed and you can be overwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? <laughs> there I'm is no whelmed. There is no whelmed for this. There's girl. no concoction of whelmed in, in my range of emotions. There isn't. I, and when I cry, it's ugly cry. Worse than Kim Kardashian's ugly cry because there's yeah. snot. Oh, yeah. Um, lots of snot. Yeah. And it's like in my mouth because I'm crying so much. Yeah. Like, and it's dripping down my shirt and then it gets on Brian's shirt and um, then I need to be held. Like I basically like regress down to a three-year-old and uh, need to be um, rocked. Yeah. I agree with it's that. pretty bad. 
if you can't, if you can't, and here's the funny, this one is not on this particular article, but if you, crying is definitely something, but I'm like so embarrassed to bring this up because it was like the truest thing that I've ever read. Like if you can't feel comfortable farting in front of your significant other. Oh, this is, this is so true. Look, okay. If you know me, I have, you know that I have GI issues. Bubble guts. Bubble guts. That's, that's just the top, like the surface of the problems. And, you know, maybe this is a TMI for you. So maybe just stop listening here. Um, or continue. But the first time I ever, I think, farted in front of Brian was on accident and we were in the kitchen. And like Brian didn't even hear it. But the second I'd like, and it was like a toot. Okay. It wasn't even like a, oh my God, I need to run to the bathroom because I almost pooped my pants. It was just like a toot. And I looked so embarrassed. Like I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I farted. And he's like, I you announced it. <laughs> I announced it. And he's just like, if you wouldn't have said anything, I wouldn't have even known. See, my, and I'm like, hmm. my, my first interaction with that. And it's funny because I read that and I started thinking about it. I was like, Jesus, I was like, I never felt comfortable to fart in front of an ex before. But then I started thinking about it. My first dabble into this comfort zone level with Brandon happened literally within, I don't even know, like a couple of weeks with maybe like a week and a half after we had started dating. Mm -hmm. So if anyone knows me, they know that I can fall asleep literally anywhere, anywhere. And I was over at Brandon's apartment and I had fallen asleep like on the floor because we were watching a movie and at some point, oh no, I, <laughs> the bowels got moving. It's rest and digest, you know, it's true what they say. A true digesting moment. The trumpets sounded, ladies oh. and gentlemen, and you want to talk about the most mortifying experience of my life, that was definitely one of the more mortifying experiences of my life. Um, Okay, Allie, we have like only a few more minutes, but I think this one is totally true. He cares about your friends and we have like four minutes of the- Okay, so I'm going to say yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Brian does care about the friends that I truly care about or that are like real friends. If they're like surface level friends and I'm stressing out about something, he's just like, who cares? Who cares what they think? Who cares if, you know, they didn't like what you said or they don't support you and whatever because they're not your real friend and I could care less about them. And I'm like, okay. But if it's like, if it's like you or like Christina, or like another close friend, like he's, well, go to her. If she needs you, go to her. Mm-hmm. If she needs you to be that shoulder or that voice of reason, be that for her. Be the friend that you would want someone to be for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a yes and no. Most yeah. likely no, but yes. I, I agree with that. Brandon, Brandon is my biggest champion of girl time, especially, you know, we see each other often, but my best friend, Laura, who lives in Tampa, we see each other maybe once every few months, you know, just because her schedule right now at school is crazy. And he was like, 
go have girl time. Like go, go do that. Like, and it's not just Laura, it's with you too. Like if you need time together, he's like, go spend it with Allie, you know, like those relationships are just as important as your intimate relationship with your significant other, you know, and you don't want to stifle those just because you're with someone. And Brandon is a huge champion of that. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about friendships in a later episode. Um, But the last one that I want to say that I find so, I guess, important now for me is that he makes sacrifices for you um, and you're happy to do the same for him. Like I said earlier, like Brian works out of town Monday through Friday and that's not obviously our choice, Mm -hmm. but he's doing that to make sure that our future is, is open, right? (laughs) Like we can do whatever we want. So I just want to thank him again for traveling for work, even though it's a pain in the ass and he travels like two and a half hours just going to work and then two and a half back. So yeah, that's crazy. Sacrifices are an imperative when it comes down to any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship or a significant other relationship, but just a good fun little conversation about our significant others. We love you both so very much. And you guys, we can't say enough how much you both have changed our world, but Allie, we have like maybe 40 seconds. Where can people find us again? So you can find us on Instagram and now Facebook at my not so balanced life. So if you want to send us a message or reach out to us or connect with us, you can do it on both of those platforms. Uh, You can also find us at our website, which is my not so balanced life podcast.podbeam.com. And please don't be afraid to reach out to us. We're more than happy to connect and we'll see you next week. Yeah, guys, and find us on iTunes and Spotify. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of my Not-So-Balanced Life podcast. Bye. Bye.